Today on Not Sam Wrestling, the legendary X-Pac is in studio. We speculate on the future of Adam Cole. We talk about the releases that went down this weekend. This is Not Sam Wrestling. This is Not Sam Wrestling. Introducing your host from New York, here is Sam Roberts. How's everybody doing? Happy Monday. Welcome to Not Sam Wrestling. Hope you're all doing well. Let's get ready. Another week is in front of us, unless you listen to the show every Friday, in which case another week has passed. But this is what it felt like at the beginning of this week when this podcast came out. First of all, I want to thank everybody. I received so much uh, good feedback and a lot of kind words on the career uh, character arc retrospective that we did on Bray Wyatt last week. I, I felt it was the best way to kind of uh, uh, celebrate the character that Bray Wyatt gave us in WWE before he was released. And who knows whether or not that character will have another chapter and who knows where that chapter will exist. But my whole thing was was just telling the story because there's there's... I think it's a special thing when you get a character who you can really, over the course of their entire WWE run, which was like eight years, you can tell that story. And I think that it happens actually more than people realize. And it might be something that we continue to do on the podcast is that kind of long form storytelling. I ended up writing eight and a half or nine pages, single spaced of the entire story of Bray Wyatt. What started is just some notes, just some bullet points to kind of get my head in the right space as I told this story ended up being the entire story. Uh, it was an extremely fun process. Uh, and those notes, by the way, are going up on our Patreon site, patreon.com slash wrestling, all nine pages. And yeah, everybody on Patreon knows, because or the people who get to watch live know, that I was down in the Not Sam studio at like midnight, like five hours before that thing got released in one take telling that story. So that was, it was just so much fun uh, to get to do that, and I'm glad that so many of you enjoyed it. If you haven't heard it yet, it's something that I'm pretty proud of, and it's one of those, to me... Not Sam Wrestling Podcast. We do so much on the show that ends up being topical that it it's not what they call evergreen. It's not something you could just go back and listen to whenever. But I feel like the Bray Wyatt show is one that I hope will last forever and one that you can listen to whenever you want. So definitely, uh, if you haven't heard that, go back and listen to it. Save it on your phones or iPads or whatever so that it's always there in case you ever want to take a trip down memory lane and and think about the story of the Bray Wyatt character in WWE. Uh, we're going to have X-Pac on the show in a little bit. I also, also, we dropped a bonus podcast on the Not Same Wrestling podcast feed on Friday morning. And this is another thing. Thursday, I just hit up Steve Ozer at Mattel. And I was like, look, dude, what can I do to help? I really want, Mattel is doing this crowdfunding project where if they get 5,000 backers, if 5,000 people pledge to buy, Basically, if 5,000 people pre-order, they will produce a new generation era WWE arena complete with the light-up entryway and everything um, for the Mattel Elite figures. And they're adding in, they added on Thursday an Ultimate Edition commentator Macho Man Randy Savage figure to the bundle without adding any price to it, which is amazing. So I, I was like, Steve, like, 
how do I help get this thing made? How do I help spread the word about it? He was like, I'm, I don't know. I mean, whatever you want to do, of course, share on social. And I was like, well, why don't we just cut a bonus podcast? If people are into figures, they can listen to it. If people aren't into figures, they don't have to listen to it. But that way you can kind of clarify, because there were a lot of questions too that I was hearing about, like, why would Mattel crowdfund something? It doesn't make any sense. Mattel's a huge company. Why would they need to crowdfund? Crowdfunding is for smaller companies that need the capital. And, and I talked to Steve about that and he explained it. And I, I, as a figured nerd, I found the whole conversation amazing and fascinating. And uh, you can listen to that podcast that dropped on Friday morning here on the podcast feed, or you can see the video at youtube.com slash not Sam wrestling. The same place, by the way, where you'll be able to see the video of my interview with X-Pac that will be on today's show. Um, same day, by the way, released the same day on the YouTube channel, youtube.com slash not Sam wrestling. Let's talk about all the news from this week. Okay. So for, I don't even know. I, first and foremost, I guess would be how the week kind of started with this news that Adam Cole's contract could be expiring, could be expired, depending on what internet site you go to. But it sounds like the consensus of the wrestling sites on the internet say that Adam Cole's contract with NXT has expired and he has extended it. That's what these websites say. Again, here's the thing. Like, before we get into any of this, because we're going to talk about Adam Cole and we're going to talk about the NXT releases, you should know that every bit of this will be speculation. And I... Not only do I have no inside information, when stuff like this happens, I specifically don't reach out and ask anybody questions because I am right. So often it's scary. And what ends up happening is if I ask anybody questions and they give me information, when people go like, how did Sam know this? I don't want anybody to be like, oh, well, he was asking me this question or, oh, I gave him this bit of information. I need complete plausible deniability and to be able to say, I'm just real, real smart. So I don't ask anybody anything because I don't want to get involved in all that. But the rumors uh, were that Adam Cole's contract is up. So, uh, and that he was going to be done after SummerSlam or take over that weekend and take over 36. And a lot of questions have come into play, you know, um, and it really does tie into the story of the NXT releases that went down Friday during SmackDown. Because the question is, well, where does Adam Cole go? Does Adam Cole stay at NXT? Does he go to the main roster? Does he leave? Does he go to AEW? Of course, Adam Cole has a lot of connections over to AEW. He was the leader of the Bullet Club for a period of time. He is completely connected with the elite guys over there, with the Bucks, with Omega, with everybody. He was in Ring of Honor with all of them. New Japan. So... The question is what happens, and I mean, for me, what's my preference? What do I hope happens? And what do I think probably will happen? Also, let's not forget Adam Cole's uh, girlfriend, Britt Baker, is over at AEW. So he's got lots of connections over at AEW. I don't think it would be tough to get Tony Khan on the phone. And quite frankly, if Adam Cole went over to AEW, I, I would expect him to be champion first opportunity that he got. I mean, if if... I'm AEW, and I get my hands on Adam Cole. He's my top guy instantly. I think 
And I hope that you will instead see Adam Cole on the main roster. I think that's a long time coming anyway. And I think that sometimes these scenarios have to happen to be like, oh, okay. If it's a, if it's a, you know what, or get off the pot moment, then we better, you know what, because I don't want, I'm not ready to get off the pot. (laughs) I, I fully expect Adam Cole to pop up on WWE's main roster. I think that's the best spot for him. I think that he will succeed. I think that it would be the best thing for Adam Cole. I think that it would be the best thing for WWE's main roster. I think Adam Cole has an ability in terms of in-ring, a charisma about him, a a, a magnetic quality about him, a likability, and a a cool factor. There's a cool factor. Adam Cole is cool. And I think that all of that is stuff that you could right now infuse the main roster with. All of that is stuff that the main roster could use. Not to say that there's anybody there that's not supplying that, but I think Adam Cole is very different from what's going on with a lot of the main roster right now. And I think that that it could put on a fresh coat of paint. The drawback and something that people point out is Adam Cole's size. They go, well, historically, WWE is the land of the big men, and it would appear, if you watch the show, that that's the direction they're moving back in. You know, Roman Reigns is a pretty big guy, but over on Raw, Bobby Lashley is a monster. He's been feuding with Drew McIntyre, who's a monster, almost, is setting up. You're looking at the NXT breakout tournament. It's Monsters are everywhere. You know, we finally got Apollo Crews on top of the world, but he's got a monster by his side. There's lots of monsters. And you're going, how does Adam Cole measure up to that? Because Adam Cole is not the biggest guy in the world. And I sit there and I, I look at Shawn Michaels in the new generation. And the narrative is that Hulk Hogan left WWE and Shawn Michaels and Bret Hart came in and they changed WWE. But that's not true. When you really think about it, and and not a lot has been said about this because I don't think Shawn said that much about it because he was so such good friends with Kevin Nash, with Diesel. But realistically speaking, Shawn Michaels brought Kevin Nash into the WWE. Shawn Michaels was ready to be at that next level. Shawn Michaels was ready to be the guy to put the company on his back. Shawn Michaels was ready to have opponents like Bret Hart and Bret Hart in the same way. But Shawn brought in Diesel. And in a year, Diesel was a top guy in WWE. He was also the biggest guy in WWE. And Sean became secondary to Diesel, not the other way around. And as much as Sean had to be like, well, I'm glad that the person on top of the company is one of my guys. I'm, I'm glad to be there. I'm glad that this is happening for my friend. And it doesn't put me in the worst position in the world. He also, there had to be a part of him that was being driven crazy by this. You got to be kidding me again. In order to get consideration for that top spot, I have to find me a giant to bring in here and do that. The, the whole, it was a year, a year. It took a, about a year for Diesel to win the title. Less, less than a year, actually. And then a year of him with the title before finally they put it back on Brett. And then finally somebody like Shawn Michaels could be the WWE champion. So there's that, there, there's that whole part of the new generation that was running on diesel power. And that was not, hey, let's put the small guys over. That was, look how big diesel is. We can have him fight Sid and the Undertaker. 
and guys like that. I think Adam Cole is almost a throwback from that era. I see a lot of Shawn Michaels in Adam Cole. I see a lot of Bret Hart in Adam Cole, too, to tell you the truth. Just somebody who the normal rules don't necessarily apply to because he brings so much to the table. I think Adam Cole will be very successful on the main roster. I know a lot of people are cynical. I think Adam Cole is going to be very successful on the main roster, and I think that's where you're going to see him pop up. You know, I think NXT is going to be changing personally. I think that is what the releases that went down this week tell us. While SmackDown was on, the list came out via various uh, wrestling journalists and whatnot. The list that we got of people who were released from NXT were uh, referee Steven Smith, Ari Sterling, Kona Reeves, Zachariah Smith, Giant Sanjir, Asher Hale, Tyler Rust, Jake Atlas, Mercedes Martinez, Leon Ruff, Bobby Fish, and Bronson Reed. Now, to me, the biggest surprise there was Bronson Reed because, I mean, up until this came out, I think we all assumed that Bronson Reed was going up to the main roster. He was just North American champion. He just had a big match with Adam Cole. Like, even though he doesn't have the title on him anymore, it seemed like NXT were, were, were pushing him. Like it's, and, and it feels like when NXT is pushing somebody, uh, especially like Bronson Reed, it's because, okay, I think this guy has a bright future within WWE. So I don't know what could have changed that put Bronson Reed on the chopping block. Um, Bobby Fish surprises me a lot, you know, uh, not necessarily because I thought he was going to go to the main roster and become the WWE champion, but I felt like having Bobby Fish in your system is always going to be a good thing. You know, when you've got young guys who can be around somebody like Bobby Fish, learn from Bobby Fish from his years of experience, and then also have matches with Bobby Fish and be in the ring with somebody who's working at that level, well, I think that that that's a very good thing to something that is supposed to be a developmental territory, which again, we're going to get into in a minute. Um, Tyler Russ surprised me because Diamond Mine is actively on television. But to tell you the truth, I don't think that this says, I mean, Diamond Mine can still be Malcolm Bivens and Roderick Strong. You know, I don't, I don't think that this slows down Diamond Mine to tell you the truth. Jake Atlas is a huge shame. Every, all of it is a huge shame. Mercedes Martinez, I think, is pretty shocking. I think Mercedes Martinez has a lot of those qualities that uh, Bobby Fish does as well. Where Mercedes Martinez maybe doesn't end up on the main roster. Maybe does. But maybe doesn't. And maybe instead just becomes one of those learning trees that people can sit under. Just because she's been in the business for so long and has done so much. And is so good, you know? I don't think there was ever a time when Mercedes Martinez was on television that you didn't get the sense that she was a big deal. Leon Ruff, I'm bummed out about. Leon Ruff is one of those atypical guys that I felt like almost could have been a second coming of the one, two, three kid. Maybe not a full-on Sean Waltman, you know, because, I mean, and we'll talk to X-Pac momentarily, but Sean Waltman is like a once-in-a-lifetime, once-in-a-blue-moon talent. I'm more talking about the character of the one, two, three kid. There was something, Leon Ruff is so small and takes bumps so well and is so likable that there was just something about him when he was carrying the North American Championship on NXT. Like, it wasn't just a random guy 
who was an underdog winning. It was like some, there was something about Leon Ruff that you wanted to get behind him. And then when he would mount those comebacks, you really felt for him. I felt like Leon Ruff could have gone to the main roster. And, uh, you know, he would have gotten his ass kicked all the time. But ultimately just been one of those great underdog babyface characters. Just made everybody look like a beast. Leon Ruff could have made anybody look like a beast. And I think that there's a value to that. I think, to me, these NXT cuts make me think about, okay, like, well, what's going on? Because I think whenever we, we see this these large rounds of releases in WWE, we think about, uh, first we get bummed out about who we're not going to see on WWE TV anymore. But then we think about what could possibly be going on. Why would all these releases be happening? And I think it's clear that WWE as a company is probably making changes, right? And I think that you're going to see NXT maybe pivot more towards being that developmental space, maybe pivot being more that spot where they are building superstars of tomorrow as opposed to concentrating on creating NXT stars. That instead of creating NXT stars, it goes back to what it was doing before, which is creating stars for Raw and SmackDown. That's my feeling as I look at what's happening with NXT right now. And that might be the right move. You know, I don't know. Um, but I, it makes me look at NXT and go like, okay, who at NXT is an NXT star and, and who can be brought up to the main roster? Because I also think that if that is the case, if the thought is, well, NXT is going to go back to what it was originally used for, and that was to create main roster stars. Well, okay, let's go through NXT and see what we've got there that we can put on the main roster to make stars. You know, uh, after the NXT halftime heat, there was a wave of NXT talent that came up to the main roster. And Johnny Gargano and Tommaso Ciampa were among them, and then ended up being a one-and-done or a two-and-done. I think they did a Raw and a SmackDown, and then that was it. And look, far be it for me to say that Johnny Gargano doesn't fit anywhere. Johnny Gargano is one of my favorite wrestlers on the planet. But when you look at what the main roster is today, I could listen to you saying, I don't know where Johnny Wrestling fits. I could listen to that. I would, you know, I would find a spot for him, but I could listen to it at least. What I truly believe is what Johnny Gargano has done with his character over the last year and change is proven that he can be on the main roster. I mean, I to me, I think the way, I think there's two, I think all three, really, actually, now that I think about it, I think Legato Del Fantasma could be put on the main roster instantly. I think, you know, I think that, that Escobar, Santos Escobar is just as big a star as you could potentially have. I am such a fan of his. Uh, I, I think he exudes star power. I think that, that people are going to love him on the main roster. I think Hit Row is, I said a long time, way before Hit Row, before most people were saying it, to tell you the truth, that Isaiah Swerve Scott is somebody that I would position myself around. Isaiah Swerve Scott, if I were to start a company now and just had my pick, he'd be one of the first choices that I made because he's different, he's relevant, and he's creative. And he's, like, amazing in the ring. Like, he's athletic and believable. I, I, I just think the world of Isaiah Swerve Scott, and I think this hit row thing is as good a fit for him as you could possibly have, which is saying a lot for him. Hit Row 
could be on the main roster tomorrow. There's nothing on the main roster like Hit Row. It's cool. It's fun. It's hip. And it makes sense. I mean, all members of that group have the potential to break out, you know, and 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 I, I think bringing factions over to the main roster would be a good thing. And I think that would be great. I think it'd be cool if in one fell swoop, they just brought gang wars back and brought Legato, Hit Row, and The Way all up to the main roster. I think Trevor Lee would be great on the main roster too, by the way. Bring Trevor Lee with you when you make that big swoop. But I would take all three of those factions and I put them up there. I told you why for Legato and I told you why for uh, Hit Row. The Way, I think when you're looking at The Way and the future potential, the minute you see Austin Theory, he's in his 20s for God's sake. He's a baby. And he just, he looks like you created a WWE superstar in a factory. He looks like any anyone that was like, oh, I need a big professional wrestling WWE superstar. Austin Theory is exactly what you would be looking for. All that said, when he first showed up, I was like, okay, he's he looks the part. He's he, he's awesome in the ring. But is he is he a muscle boy? Is he just a muscle boy? Because we got muscle boys. You can make a muscle boy in a gym. Superstars go beyond being muscle boys. And what Austin Theory has done in the way is proven that when you take muscle boy and you add character to it, that's when you've got a star. And Austin Theory has been so entertaining in this version of himself. I mean, he's been great. You know, you forget. Here's the thing. Austin Theory could have been in trouble because when you get brought up to the main roster and it doesn't work, there's a real possibility of being damaged goods, right? There's a real possibility of trying to shake whatever it was that didn't work and then having to reinvent yourself and come back. Austin Theory, I think, has done so well with the way that you don't even remember the period of time that he was on Monday Night Raw. You don't remember the Zelina stuff, the Seth Rollins stuff, any of it. I don't. I don't think about any of it. I would bring the way up to the main roster. And short term, you got Gargano up there, you're going to have great matches. I think Candice could be a great player in either the Raw or the SmackDown women's division. And same with Indy. But ultimately what you've got is you've got an entertaining platform to not only make Austin Theory look impressive, but this platform will create him into a star. And whether he's a babyface or a villain, at the end of it, six months, a year down the road, he splits from the way, and he gets to be launched into superstardom. That, to me, is how I would introduce the audience to Austin Theory, is by bringing the entire way up to the main roster and have that play out. But I, yeah, man, I think I would bring probably Hit Row and The Way to Monday Night Raw and Legato I'd put on SmackDown. And just, just to see, I mean, it'd be cool to start infusing those shows with new talent. Create new matches, create new conversations, create new environments for people, new stars. I think it'd be good.
and I think it could be real good. My guest this week uh, on the podcast, I mean, he's a legend. His name is X-Pac. His name is Sean Waltman. His name's the one, two, three, kid. Six-Pac. Quite frankly, he needs no introduction, but I've already given him one, so he's going to get one. Um, X-Pac has a new podcast out. It's called uh, Pro Wrestling for Life. If you haven't checked it out, I would recommend it. Available wherever you get podcasts and on YouTube as well. But X-Pac and I got the chance to hang out and catch up about a ton of stuff, not only uh, a little bit with the current day, but talking about back in the day as well. We talk a little bit about Jerry Lynn and why Jerry Lynn was uh, not more successful in WWE or WCW. We talk about uh, the time X-Pac had to uh, answer in a deposition. Did you know he was deposed due to an impending lawsuit about his night after WrestleMania 14 promo? This is a question that was really asked to him. When you say suck it, what do you what does that mean? He tells us that story. And a whole lot more. There's very few people with better stories, more likable, and all around better guys in the world of pro wrestling than Sean X Pac Waltman. And this week, he's on Not Sam Wrestling. Here he is. The Not Sam Wrestling interview. Hard to believe for the first time in the Not Sam studio, but it is indeed for the first time in studio. Uh, He's been on the podcast a bunch before. He was the first guest on the WWE Network version of Not Sam Wrestling. Ladies and gentlemen, Sean X-Pac Waltman has arrived. What's going on, man? How are you? Arrived? I drove here with you. (laughs) (laughs) Well, yeah, but like you're in the studio now, you know? (laughs) So how are you, man? Yeah? Yeah. You seem great. You see, yeah. But you seem like uh, when you're not doing great, do you, like, hide away for a while until you're doing great again? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because, <laughs> so, I mean, when you're not doing great, it's, it's for me, I don't like to, uh, I don't, I don't like that to spread that to others. Because that yeah. shit's contagious, man. Yeah. Yeah, it's contagious. The whole energy that comes along with being mm-hmm. in that kind of a state of mind. Yeah. So it's just, I prefer not to do that to others. Yeah, yeah. You and know? also it makes it so that people are like, oh, yeah, I saw Pac the other day. Yeah, he's not doing great. Right. And you're like, I don't want. Which no one would know, like, no one would see me, like, and look at me and say that yeah. these days. But if you sat and talked to me for half an hour, you might get a clue. Like, he's in, like, a weird space. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but, like, I mean, you know. When I'm doing bad, that just means I'm, you know, like it does. It, it, drugs aren't drugs and alcohol aren't part of the equation anymore. When I'm not doing good. <laughs> yeah, that's what I was gonna ask you. Does that become a sliding scale now? Like bad, like doing not great now, still based on your life has to be like pretty freaking good. It, it's it's funny you it's funny you say that, Sam, because I I try to explain that to certain people because. <clears throat> I used to, like when I was doing bad before. Like, yeah, that was a whole other level of bad, Sam. So, you know, when now when when things aren't great, it's still so much better than what it used to be. I don't even realize there's anything wrong sometimes, Sam. Right. Right. Yeah. Right. You're like, no, I'd be okay if this was mm. normal based yeah. on what I was feeling before. Yeah. Sometimes I'm like, oh yeah, I just don't feel like getting out of bed today for the last. 
two weeks. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there might be something wrong. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But you're, it's not like you're unconscious yeah, for two weeks straight. Exactly. You're, you're just the fact that you're aware of it is yeah. like still not that bad. Yeah, no, yeah. I get it, man. I and get the thing it. that the thing that this is the thing that makes uh, uh, that helps mm-hmm. is I I always know like it's like I'm gonna come through it. Right. You know. Right. Eh, it's gonna be a few weeks. It might be. Three, who you know, but I, I always know I come through it. Yeah, and so is there know. anything better though that, than when you come through it? Like, is there anything better than feeling like, oh my god, I think that whatever that fog was, whatever that feeling, like you can feel it when it's starting to it go. It doesn't away. happen just like that, mm-hmm. Sam. Mm-hmm. You know, there's like a uh, like like for instance, this time it was like, um, you know, I started getting getting out of the house more and like just, uh, and then I got okay, went to the gym. Did a little bit in the gym, and then okay, now I'm going to the gym for two days in a row, and then right. you know, and then also doing my show helps. Yes, you know, it just helps. It's, You're talking about pro wrestling, yeah, for pro life, wrestling obviously. for life. Yeah. You know, yeah, you know, for life. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But um, yeah, so just all these things help, and and so like it, it's not like all of a sudden, boom, somebody hit a light switch and I'm good again. It's just it, it just all of a sudden, okay, yeah, I'm feeling. Right, like all things considered, yeah. you start taking uh, 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 inventory of your life. Yeah, and then and I'm like, going, oh. okay, yeah, all yeah. right, yeah, yeah. The the clouds are parting, <laughs> <laughs> and the sun is coming through. <laughs> yeah. yeah, how was it? Like, was it? Uh, you had knee surgery in January, right? Yeah. How was that? Because I would imagine, especially for somebody like you, it's one thing when you're an active wrestler and you're getting surgery because it's like okay i hurt myself i'm gonna go get surgery or it's been you know i've needed surgery for a while i'm gonna go get it and then i'm gonna get back on the road but i feel like when you're out of the ring some of those injuries that you should be getting surgery for at least i see with other people i feel like they just think for a while that they just have to live with it this is just i did yeah i've uh, 13 years man yeah this happened like my i tore my acl in like oh eight or oh seven you remember exactly when oh, it was? Oh, yeah. yeah. I was working with Adam Pierce. Wow. Yeah, it was an NWA world title match in Corpus Christi, Texas. Wow. And it was, I was living in Mexico at the time. Uh-huh. Uh, so I was mainly working in Mexico, but I was doing these NWO shows, uh, NWA shows. <laughs> and, uh, uh, and I loved working with Adam Pierce. Yeah. And But we would do, like, you know, some of the same spots in each match. And, like, there's one spot, like, you know, we do a like block the hip toss and like punch him in the gut and then do this backflip. And when I landed on that backflip that I've done like literally thousands of times in my career, boom, then my my ACL just gave up. And I just no matter how hard I tried, I couldn't keep I couldn't finish the match. Every time I tried to take a step, like it would just collapse and uh. it was just it was really hard to because it's the first time I've ever been conscious and not able to finish a match wow ever. yeah ever wow because no a... matter how bad i've been hurt before yeah broken neck everything i've been able to finish the match man so what did you roll out of the ring and just i can't take a remember what or... we did i can't remember what we did for the finish but mm-hmm. it was like the main event so oh. like i was really concerned about you know the people not getting their money's worth and yeah but at that point too i mean i guess that's like that's the plight of I don't know, being a generous person, being a wrestler, whatever it is, it's like at some point, like as much as you want to give the people their money's worth, if they're a fan of yours, you would hope that they'd understand, oh, we had a torn ACL. I'm not going to I'm not going to well, be see, mad at this guy. For- those kind of thoughts uh, 
uh, go through my mind afterwards. Right. But in the middle of what's going on, it's like, oh, man, I got to finish this match. <laughs> yeah. You know? Yeah, because that's, yeah, well, there's no other option. Yeah, it's you just in your DNA, man. Yeah. You yeah. Know? So you sat there for like, you didn't get the surgery then and you just had. I never missed a match, oh, Sam. My god no like they hit me in six mans like down in mexico like you could just stand in the corner and they could you know and then i'd get in there and like throw a couple punches get back out and you know and then i went to uh i went to australia like two weeks after and yeah fresh off like yeah i was on crutches and in wheelchair like like you know in the airports Going on, wow. going to Australia. That's what I was gonna say. Most people wouldn't even want to fly like yeah. that, let alone and wrestle. And like, so, and I had a singles match with Daniel Bryan. <laughs> yeah, it was pretty good too, man. You I could barely tell I, you could barely tell I was working with one leg. I mean, that's literally a dream match for people. Yeah, and you had to do it with one yeah. leg. Yeah, that's insane. Yeah, so and they, then the first, and that was the second time I ever had a match with, with Bryan. Uh-huh. And the first one was on a New Japan dojo show. Uh-huh. First there was like a super junior tournament they had in uh-huh. in LA and I worked with with Brian and that. Wow. But there was another time where I wasn't in good health. Like I was whacked out of my fucking mind. Right. Yeah. And like, you know, I was doing math and shit. Yeah. Not that not at that moment I was in the ring. But in them, your but life. Yeah. At that man. Time. Like I was wearing like somebody I borrowed somebody's karate gi, like like, you did the match in a karate yeah. game? Oh my god. Because my body looked like shit, Sam. Wow. And I and I and I agreed to do the match and I didn't want to back out of it. And you know, I wasn't in good shape. I mean, I got through the match fine. Like, yeah. Sure. It was I couldn't go very long. <laughs> <laughs> have you told like have you spoken to Daniel Bryan since then and been like, hey man, you know that that wasn't me. That was a different there was a different thing going on in my life. I don't think I don't think it needed to be said. Right. It was pretty obvious. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so did you know when you were going back into those matches that your ACL was torn or did you just knew oh, your yeah. leg was fucked up? Yeah. I you mean, exactly. I hadn't had to, cause like I got, I got x-rays right away, but they didn't do, you know, uh, MRIs. Right. I, like I didn't officially know like officially until right before I had the surgery. Like in that this was, year. Or, I didn't have yeah. the official diagnosis. I mean, I knew it was my ACL sure. and meniscus, but like, you know, the doctor had to tell me, like, this wow. is, yeah, on the x ray. Like, because, I mean, not the x ray, the MRI. It was the first actually MRI I got of that injury. Dude, that's crazy to me because I'm thinking about it now, and that means like 13 years. That means literally every time I've ever seen you, you've had a torn ACL. Yeah. For the most part, yeah. right? Yeah. Wow. And yeah. you just like, so you just get to a point where you're like, this is. You know, I spent my life wrestling, and this is, you know, we wake up in pain, and this is what yeah. it is. Well, it was just, what the problem wasn't the pain. It was just I, it, my my maneuverability and my, you know, my mobility was, mm. was really hampered bad. Like, I couldn't do leapfrogs anymore, like, cutting angles. Like, uh, yeah, it was just so much. Like, I had, to, I had to quit even trying to do certain things, like, and just... You know, stick to what I knew I could do. Yeah. And no one could tell. You know, wow. as long as I didn't keep keep trying to do some of that shit. You know, you just ran like the high. That's when you started yeah. just running the highlight reel. Well, that, and just and... figuring out what I could and couldn't do, yeah. and sticking to what I could do. And you know, um, you know, uh, eventually I ended up just doing tags. Mm-hmm. You know, and that. But like, I had a great match with Generico after I after I all that like, wow that's yeah. so fun especially because that's the match you know that's the match people talk about now yeah. everybody wants to 
Everybody wants a SummerSlam match between X-Pac and Sami Zayn. Uh, You've heard about that, yeah, obviously, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you're like, well, <laughs> there's one with me and Generico, but it was one of the many yeah. years that I had a torn ACL. Mm -hmm. Wow, yeah. man. So what made you finally decide, I can go get this taken care of. I'm going to get this taken care of. Did a doctor go like, dude, you should have done this a decade ago. What Actually, it's, it's a little bit like... It's... It's not like that at all. It's and crazy enough. It's it has to do with uh, not having health insurance, Sam. You just couldn't get it done. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. You wanted to, but you couldn't. I want. Well, I mean, and and also the amount of time mm. I, I needed to keep working. Yes. So I didn't have the time to take off. Right. Uh, Ten months, man. Like. Right. I was wrestling for a living still. Yeah. So, yeah. You know. Yeah. So you finally, you get into podcast world you get that sweet sweet yeah. podcast health insurance and you <laughs> no, my wife's health insurance man that writer's guild health insurance that's what i figured. doesn't get any better than that <laughs> they hate me <laughs> the writer's guild oh yeah <laughs> milking them for every penny oh yeah i think i sent them for like half a million dollars last year <laughs> yeah you're like between well, that and the and the hep, the hepatitis c treatment was like a hundred grand wow yeah like that's getting, fucking insane we're man. getting everything taken care of right thousand dollars a pill jesus that's crazy it's insane and like yeah wonder like, why poor people can't get it right i mean and there's no way what do you think the cost of that is it's ridiculous because well, i'm going to tell you um you could buy the same exact medication uh-huh in India or Mexico for 10 times cheap. Like, like literally, like $1,000 for the whole treatment as wow. opposed Instead to $1,000 per pill. pill. That's yeah. insane, dude. That's insane. Have you ever... Uh, I, I I tried that once. My wife caught me. Like, I just needed, like, a like an ointment, like a, like a dry skin ointment for my eyelids. Yeah. yeah. And I had to get, like, a prescription one with, like, a little steroid in it. Yeah. But I was so lazy. I could have gone to the doctor... But I was still like, I don't want to go to the doctor, and there's a copay. And she caught me, like, Googling, like, can I get overseas prescription for this? And she's yeah. like, you can just call and get a refill. And I was like, oh. Oh, you didn't oh, know? I didn't, no, I had oh, no okay. idea. I had no idea how it worked. <laughs> no, I, had, I didn't know how to do adult yeah. stuff. Um, so you finally got it done. Do you feel like, I mean. I couldn't believe how helpless I was, Sam, after the surgery. I mean, it's oh just... my god! <laughs> Holy! And then, um, I guess that's the other thing, right? You need somebody that'll take care of you after you get surgery. I, my wife was like, you know, I didn't. Well, I couldn't tell her what to expect because I had no idea, man. Like yeah. I thought, okay, yeah, it's gonna suck. I'm gonna crash it. Like I literally couldn't get out of bed. Wow! Yeah. For, for how like, long? I don't know. It was a, it was a, it was a little bit, Sam, and then. Um, you know, eventually once six weeks into it, mm -hmm. when I was able to actually put some weight on the leg and start trying to walk, I couldn't believe it. Like, like trying to walk on that, mm -hmm. I couldn't. Wow. Yeah, it was like almost relearning to walk at that. Like you, yeah, like you have those like baby deer legs, yeah, like the shaky man. like. Yes. And you also obviously can't work out the whole time because you keep yeah. yourself in good shape. Like you can't yeah, usually. You can't like you still look like. A wrestler when people meet you look like a wrestler sitting across from me right now maybe it's because you're sitting across from me i don't know but you look especially like especially like a you know a wrestler uh uh a 2010 <laughs> version you know two, like this this era's version you know i mean 
I remember, obviously, there was a time when you don't look like a wrestler. <laughs> right, yeah. No, you're bigger than most wrestlers. Yeah, no. right? yeah, yeah. Which yeah. is which is crazy. We've had that conversation before that, like, you coming in as the kid, you know, compared to the guys, it was like, I figured I you were my size. I was bigger then than I am now. That's incredible, dude. I just was, it was distributed. I had baby, I was baby fat. Right. And, you know, chubby cheeks and shit. During that time, like, I've talked to a lot of people now that, like, when they're on the indies, they talk about... You know, I'm always so interested in how you get buzz, like how wrestlers and even over time have gotten people talking about them because yeah. it's still like it's never not been important. It's just so yeah. important. And like now it's like independent wrestlers are becoming uh, camera aware. You have to be your own producer, your yep. own editor, your own yep. like all of that shit. And it was really it's all part of the deal now. Yeah. It's like you not only need to have the match of the night, but you need to have the spot. It's going to become the gif that's exactly. going to go on Twitter. Like, you yeah. need the clip of the night that's going to get people that's talking right. and everything. But I bring that up because, like, I think about you, and you're one of the first guys who, when you got to WWE, I was just at the right kind of age where I knew who you were because I knew you from the magazines. Yeah. Like, I'd seen a little bit. Like, I, I definitely had watched GWF because I would come home, and it was on ESPN every day, mm -hmm. right? So I watched GWF, but really I knew who the Lightning Kid was from the magazines. And so when you showed up and your gear still said L Kid and yeah. everything on it, I was like, I felt like it was like the version of being like the internet. You're on like, the inside, you're exactly. Like, it was the first it's time. An inside info. Yeah. I, I know who he is. I know who he is. Yeah. You know, they call him the Kamikaze Kid, but he's the Lightning yeah, Kid. See I that know. L? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's what the L You know what was funny? Uh, when my the first time I came out into the Manhattan Center, I, I forget if, if it was, I forget if it was Curtis Hughes or Matt Bourne that squashed me first. But anyways, the first time I came out, Vince didn't think anybody knew who I was. <laughs> <laughs> the whole fucking building knew who I was and would chant my name. And he's like, Yeah, because it's New York and it's the Manhattan Center. Right. It's like the smartest fans. Yeah. Really? In existence. And you're on television. Like yeah. GWF was on television yeah. and every all, day. Every every single day. Yeah. That's what people don't realize is that GWF was on Monday through Friday on ESPN at mm -hmm. like three or four o'clock in the afternoon. So like you'd get home from school and you'd watch it. Plus the after bags were like everything back then. Yeah. So like were you I was happy before GWF. I was happy because PWA had its own set of ratings and the after ratings oh. you know my minnesota promotion and, yeah uh, that jerry and i worked for yeah that's true i forgot about that i would read all of those top tens yeah. and i wouldn't know any of the names but you'd read like all of them mm -hmm. i mean i remember like when the pwi 500 came out yeah. you would read every single name in the yeah. thing because you'd be like i don't know who all these guys are but especially anybody in the top 200 yeah I need to go figure out who these people are. Well, well, specifically like in the PWA rankings, I was really like excited because there would be like Sheik Adnan L. Casey or some other name that you'd heard of. You'd know that name, yeah. Mixed in with my name. Right. You know, so it gave me credibility because I'm a real pro wrestler. Instant right? credibility. Like, yeah, people yeah. <laughs> became fans of you based on like your name placement on a list and a photo. Like uh -huh. you could have fans before they ever saw you wrestle. So you were aware of that? Like when, you, when you'd be at shows... And you'd see photographers, would oh, you yeah. specifically like? Was that the style? I wasn't that. I wasn't that savvy. Mm -hmm. But like, I was a like as far as like being out there and going, hey, you know, like yeah. I learned more of that from Scott Hall. Really? Yeah, we would do that for like um, 
George Napolitano yeah. and like a lot of the Japanese photographers and yeah, you know, we would always, you know, you could see it on TV sometimes, like when we would just go to them, pose for the yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. And Bill Otten, you know, I don't know if you know Bill, but he was a Florida photographer. That, yeah, for the Japanese magazines. That was when they would let photographers at ringside for WWE shows. Yeah. 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 Did you like that or did you not I like did. You did. Yeah. Because publicity. Yeah. Wow. And I just, they were from my, you know, like I grew up, like I knew Bill Otten, photographer, uh, since I was 10 years old. Like mm -hmm. he put me in one of the, ja I was in Japanese wrestling magazine. I was like 10 years old. As a, as a fan? Yeah. Wow. That's yeah. so cool. And then you grow up and then he sees like, hey, look at that little shit that I, that, Fucking was in. I put in a magazine. Now yeah. he's a big star. And yeah, yeah. It was cool. To, That's awesome. Yeah, you know, run into all the same people that remember me from being a kid. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I mean, and, and it adds like story to the yeah. whole thing. And everybody knows, yeah. like, oh no, he's been, he's been obsessed with this since he's a little yeah, kid. Yeah, like so. Um, somehow the uh, a subject came up about like upset wins. You know, my what you know one two three kid yeah. razor. And so we were talking about other upsets and like one that happened like. When I was a kid, and I was there for, and um, I can't remember what happened. Dusty was supposed to have Florida ti uh, world title matches with Flair, and Flair's you know tour of Florida that mm -hmm. time, and something happened. Fell through. Dusty couldn't couldn't be on the show, so Flair had a match on TV with Scott McGee. I don't know if you even know who that is, but no, he, I, I first was, I thought Tom was, McGee, was, no. but that's a different guy. Yeah. yeah. He was really good. Scott McGee, like the Dynamite Kid episode of the uh, Dark Side of the Ring. Yes. Scott McGee talks a, a lot in there. That's where I, yep, that's yeah. where I just heard the name, yeah. But Flair, uh, Scott McGee beat Ric Flair on TV with the German suplex, one, two, three. Wow. And I was in the front row, and you could watch it. on. T you could go find it on YouTube, uh -huh. and you could see me jumping up and down. I've never been more excited in my life. Oh, my God. Yeah. I was so ecstatic that, and you know, that Scott McGee. It worked, man, and I went and saw the shows. Yeah, like I went to the shows where where Rick worked with Scott McGee around the loop, you know. And so yeah, I guess that's what it is because you've seen yeah. it happen once. Now yeah. you know it can happen. But like all that to say, you see me standing and like you see me like yeah. as a little kid at these on these TV shows or like Saturday Night's Main Event with you know uh, Hulk Hogan versus Terry Funk and. Opposite hard camera. There's me with a Hulk Hulkamania shirt on, or like, yeah, you know, you could see me in the crowd so, at all these shows. You know, do you think about that stuff like to this day? Like when the idea that like you're sitting there and your teammates with Hogan, you know, flash forward 10, 15 years, yeah, your teammates with Hogan, and even more. Like I wanted to talk about this anyway before you even brought up Flair, but like I feel like when we talk about matches of yours that I like, like I feel like we talk about the I've talked to you about the Brett match a bunch. Yeah. I went on your show, Pro Wrestling for Life, to talk about the Eddie Guerrero ladder match. Yeah. But I feel like one that doesn't get talked about enough is the, I like the single, the flair match I that just, you had from Road Wild. My only problem is this, where we did it. Because it was in what Sturgis bummer, with the, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Man, if that would have been in like Chicago All-State Arena or some shit like that, man, or Philly or, yeah, you know, Charlotte or. I just like, I was watching it recently and I just thought it was so cool, like, watching flair kind of adapt yeah to your style like yeah. taking an insecurity and like it felt like and, and he let me run the match really yeah yeah i was thinking like so is it tough 
at that point for to be like, hey, Flair, I'm going to give you a Bronco Buster? Well, or at that point, was it a stab? He just did it, man. He, yeah. just, he just yielded because, like, Rick, like, so one time, like, <laughs> bless his heart, because he's the greatest of all fucking time. Yeah. I'm sorry. But uh, he just loved, like, one time I'm having a match with him at Philly at the Spectrum. Mm-hmm. And it's just a house show. And so he gets there, like, I don't know, one of us got there late. And I was just like, I'll just listen to you, Nate. You know, he had me fucking doing Ricky Steam, but I'm the heel and I'm like flipping behind him, rolling him up. All every <laughs> fucking baby face spot Ricky Steamboat did with him, he had me do it. I'm like, we can't do this. <laughs> People don't want to see this. <laughs> it's good, but nobody they just want to see you kick my ass. <laughs> yeah. And he's like, I'll just pull a handful of trunks. I'm like, no, figure four. Fuck. <laughs> but I guess that goes back. I mean, he just must be so much more comfortable as a heel. Yeah. And being that nature boy guy yes. that like, yeah, I probably because that was right after the the promo where yeah. you had the big fake nose and the fake crying and yeah. everything, right? So that the, that the whole thing was built around, oh, this let's see this obnoxious guy get his comeuppance against this legend. Yeah. But the legend was like, yeah. I'll just pull the tights. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know, I mean, Rick was the kind of guy he just it was. Hey, he's a he's a heel. He cheats. Right. Rick Flair would. Be working with Mike Jackson on TV and put his feet on the ropes to pin him, you know, <laughs> just for the sake of it. Right, right. Just yeah. because, yeah, he did. That's how Why he wanted cheat? to win. Yeah. yeah, if you can, <laughs> that's that like win if you can, lose if you must, but always, always cheat. cheat. Yeah. Always cheat. Yeah. So, so do you think about that stuff? Like growing up as a fan and like having a Hulkamania shirt and like flipping out in a Ric Flair match in the front row, and then I just had there. the shirt. I wasn't the biggest Hulk. I wasn't like a Hulkamaniac. It was right. just. Hey man, that's that's the, the shirt Hulkamania you get. shirt, right? right? Like everyone should have one, <laughs> right? It's like an NWO yeah. shirt now, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you gotta have one. But uh, um, oh man, it's it's my it blows my mind sometimes. Yeah, like especially like especially the the flair stuff because you know like it got real personal. Like it, yeah, you know like I, when I had rick on he we talked about it and he was like no it was all good but at the time there were hard feelings man yeah i mean i you have know? to i have to imagine because and i don't believe it i went in hard on it man and and uh and i there was part of me that like it hurt to do it mm-hmm. because i was still like a big rick flair mark he's the greatest yeah it's fucking nature and you know, but hey, like I had this impression that he was trying to hold me down, and right. that's all I had to hear. And boom, that lit a fire under my ass. And you know, yeah. next thing you know, I'm talking about his wife on TV. <laughs> yeah, and the shit NW- like that. <laughs> the NWO thing was real too. It yeah. was like we're cool, you're not, and it's not. This ain't wrestling. Like we're we're pushing you out to yeah. pasture, and so you have the Horsemen and every every person because WCW had such a was just steeped in the tradition of the NWA, and it was like, you guys were coming in and being like, no, we don't do that shit anymore. It's lame. And like when fans jumped to your side, you put everybody in a position where they really had to fight for those spots, right? Yeah. Yep, that's right. Yeah. But what are you going to do? What are you going to do, Evolution happens. What are you going to do? And eventually some people, like, you know... uh, Got their shit together. Like DDP was over huge, and yeah, Stinger, like Stinger, and you know, obviously, yeah, Sting, and, and it wasn't like he like. Just to be honest, when NWO first started, and Sting with the hair growing out, and it wasn't a weird stage, and it wasn't blonde anymore, yes. but 
It wasn't long either, and he's still trying to do the. It's like it's like that's it's like that period. Yeah, when Sting had his brown hair, he's yeah, trying to be more natural, hair. but he was still going like, Whoop. yeah, like it was like when Kiss took off their makeup and had to have that. It weird... wasn't as good as that. It wasn't even no, because <laughs> yeah. that Nick, that that tour I saw that Kiss tour and it and was it great. Worked. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> licking yeah. up and all that shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you do, yeah. You have to take that dip. Yeah, where it's like, oh, this isn't working anymore, and then you have to find that next thing. Mm-hmm. He was talking to somebody very recently about how like the Sting thing is so nuts because he's still like to this day, everybody wants to see Sting in the crow paint. And like the people that are cheering him now, most of them haven't even ever seen that movie. They yeah. don't get the reference. They yeah. don't know. You just, yeah, exactly. you know what I mean? Nobody. Yeah. People don't like the crow hasn't stood up as like an all time. People still like it, I'm sure, but it's not one of these like, yeah. oh, everybody's seen the crow, but everybody's seen Sting. Mm-hmm. It's amazing. And Goldberg too, by the way, when you're talking about like WCW guys that ended up getting over anyway, it was like yeah. it was DDP, it was Sting, and it was Goldberg, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah but Bill didn't get like like he was there and, and all that when I. When I was still there, but like all like him actually getting over happened mm-hmm. after I left. Right. Because right. like when I was there, I, I remember him, he was trying to figure out a name. Really? Yeah. And he was just like, we're like he's like like his honest to God like idea for a name was, ah, oh, what if we call myself the hybrid? And it's like, Well, what is that? And he's like, What what just use your name? He's like, eh, Goldberg. Like Yeah, uh-huh. but it's and it's, it's like maybe not cool now, but Look at you, dude. It will be cool. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Like, yeah, because the hybrid would never have been cool. No, it never would have worked. Yeah. It would have been like if John Cena had showed up as the prototype. Yeah. Like the pro, it wouldn't have happened. Like that way wouldn't. The pro, exactly. In WWE, like, like the prototype would never have evolved into. It's just like you know, because you're in a box now. Yeah. No, the hybrid, the hybrid would have been rough. We were talking about promos actually recently on the podcast, and I was like breaking down like the most important promos in wrestling and to me like hogan's new world organization you know yeah yeah. (laughs) (laughs) that that promo always comes up but i've always thought that when it comes to the nwo hall's first promo you know who i am but you don't know why i hear that's the promo to me, right yeah and he's just so great at it man takes his time speaking you know and yeah when he gets even when he try to say clever catchphrase or it just no. The coolness comes out. Yeah. You know? Yep. Even when he's in the ring and like the other guy, like Mike Enos and the other guy, they're yeah. like, he's just, he's not, I was like, I'm not coming in to, I'm not coming in to beat you up, but yeah. like, I'm coming in. So get out of here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. For me, I think that that's the promo. You know what I mean? Like, cause oh, that, yeah. that's what, that's what got everybody talking. That's what starts everything off. Um, and then your promo came up a lot too. Obviously, the, uh, the, uh, first night after WrestleMania 14 mm-hmm. when you came back to WWE but I saw I saw you doing an interview recently where you said that I didn't even know that you got sued and had to do a deposition <laughs> about the yeah. about the promo yeah when you're doing a deposition about a promo like that like is there a lawyer that goes yeah like goes point by point on the promo like yeah now, how do you know Mr. Bischoff was up Mr. Hogan's ass? Yeah, like, I mean, I... things like that. Like, <laughs> like one of the questions was, and my my attorney, David Olson, who was like, you know, he was a lot of our, like, he's the one that sued for, for Jesse Ventura and won all okay. that fucking money for Jesse. So he wasn't very popular. Right. Uh, anyways, 
actually, once Jesse became uh, the governor, oh yeah, all of a sudden they were it's all good. They were on all the Christmas card lists again and everything. <laughs> yeah, but <laughs> uh, but no, David, my lawyer sat in with me on that mm-hmm. during that deposition, and um, and uh, one of the questions was like, "Suck it." What is that? Suck what? I'm like, my dick. <laughs> what do you want me to say? <laughs> You're like, the art of this is that we don't ever say yeah. it, but what do you think? <laughs> so, a yeah. lawyer asked you, suck what exactly? Know, what is that? What's the relevance to this? <laughs> Just to try to make me look like I'm a piece of shit. <laughs> yeah. Do a good enough job of that on my own. <laughs> I would love it if that bit. That's a, that's a video the deposition the deposition oh, that yeah. needs to come out yeah like uh just you should have seen the look on this poor fucking guy's face the lawyer like yeah. the, the prosecutor no the law the lawyer during the deposition yeah right because he's just thinking you know oh i got got him now like, <laughs> <laughs> he's like he's like so why did you say kevin nash and scott hall would be right there with you if they weren't being held hostage by wcw mm-hmm. and i'm like I said, well, like night before, I was talking to Kevin on the phone, and he told me it would be really cool if I said that. And the guy's just like, oh, fuck. Because that's the truth, man. That's exactly what it. fucking happened. You know what you should say? Yeah, I'll say that. And then the lawyer's like, what knowledge did you yeah. have? And it's like, but also like. And then and then he's like, oh, and there's another one. He's like, yeah. you guys trespassing uh uh cnn tower oh for the invasion like it's like huh like how did you get passes like like i'm like well when we showed up like security came and they were getting ready to kick us out and then vice president of turner broadcasting dick cheatham came running out and went dx i love these guys give them all pat like all access passes so they fucking opened the door up and let, like hey come on in like we had passed like all access to the whole the fucking cnn tower oh my god you see that's why you sometimes need an organization where one guy is running yeah. everything because when you have a committee of people one DX Dick fan, Cheatham. Dick Cheatham is gonna and, and and Hunter remembered Dick too from when Hunter, you know, when he was working there. That's so, before he left. That's so great. Dick Cheatham, by the way, sounds like yeah, a just, fake name, yeah. like Dick Cheatham. And like we kept saying, like putting him on camera with us, Dick Cheatham, Dick Cheatham, everyone. <laughs> <laughs> and he's just fucking hamming it up. I wonder, I wonder like, if he heard about it. I he must. <laughs> I mean, he must have. Like, like what how, the fuck's the matter with you? <laughs> but like, what did he think? Like, there are cameras there. What do you think was going to happen? I don't think he gave a fuck. He was just excited. Yeah. He saw DX. Yes. He's like, suck it. This is yes. awesome. Yeah. <laughs> That's amazing, man. He probably was like, oh, we own WCW? <laughs> That's probably right. <laughs> I mean, it's probably right. Did you ever have, because I know, like, you're a pretty loyal guy. Did you, when you left WWE, when you go to WCW, when you, you're su- really successful over there as six, NWO, you come back to WWE. Was there any part of you that was like, ah, oh, I don't want to mess with the WCW guys. Those are my other family. Or were you like, nah, no. WWE's always been. Yeah. 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 I always knew I was going to end up back at WWE. Right. I didn't know when. Yeah. But I always knew. Yeah. Yeah. I, there was never one second where I thought WWE was going out of business. <laughs> you knew. Yeah. 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 Do you, uh. We were talking about tag teams too recently. Do you think the New Age Outlaws are an underrated tag team? 
I always, I always, I used to joke with them about it. I always tell them, you guys are the greatest tag team that never had a tag match. <laughs> <laughs> they would have two singles matches. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it was really weird, but it, it was successful. It was. And I am not going to argue with it. Yeah, it was super successful. And, like, they were having singles matches, but then when they tried to separate them, it didn't work. Right. So they had to be a tag team that was having yeah. singles matches. But I also think... I mean, they would tag in and out to get in and out of the ring, but, like, the actual... Like, what makes up a tag match was missing. <laughs> right, right, right. It was like, I'm going to go in and do my shit, yeah. then you're going to go yeah, in exactly. and do your shit, and then we'll pin them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I all that to say, they were great. Awesome. Was, yeah, like... But that's part of DX, it was just, too, right? different, it was, man. It's so non-traditional. Like, yeah. it shouldn't work. Like, we're turning everything on its head. Yeah. That started with the stuff you're doing in the NWO, and I think... That second version of DX, I was talking to uh, Mansuri on a podcast recently about it, and it was like, I feel like the New Age Outlaws 2 were super necessary for that second version of DX, because I feel like when DX formed, it was like clearly what was left of the click, right? Yeah. DX and the click were the same thing. Triple yep. H, Sean, China, you know. When, the, when you came in, and Hunter even said, you go to your friends, you go to the click, and it's like, oh, okay, but when it was just... You, China, and Hunter, it was, like, very reminiscent of Sean, yeah. China, and Hunter. So the, at the end of the night, when you realize the outlaws are in this, too, that, to me, was the ingredient that you were like, oh, this is going to be different now. This isn't, like, X-Pac yeah, is yeah, here to be the new Triple H. They're, they're, like, yeah. Yeah, it's just... A, they're it's a, a threat. Yeah, and it's a different deal. It's, yeah. like, Xbox's not here to be the new Triple H. Triple H isn't going to be the new Sean. It's yeah. like, this is a totally different thing. Yeah. And like one of the rare instances, I think, where the second version is probably better than the first version. Probably. I, But it wouldn't, you know. I mean, it was just the thing, man. It's just... um, That's just how it worked out. Yeah. Yeah. I, don't, I mean, this... I mean, Sean got hurt. Like, that's... That's right. the only reason. Like, he right. wasn't... So, if... If Sean hadn't gotten hurt, do you think you would have come in and just joined that version of DX? I imagine. Probably. Yeah. 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 If, and if it would have made if sense, everything, right? If everything would have happened the same, but Sean was still there, I still think I would have came back. And joined DX. Yeah. yeah. The Outlaws probably wouldn't have joined right away. Maybe, maybe not. Right, depending on how big they wanted to make the yeah, group. Because but the Outlaws were, were doing always, their thing. They were talking about bringing them on before, like... Before you came over. Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. So it was, yeah, because they were that other kind of edgy. They had like a loose association, anyways. Or yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Man, that's uh, that's wild to think about, though. The idea that like it could have been you, Sean, Hunter, and that would have been kind of the. And that's funny because like, and uh, you're right when you say that. Like, I wasn't replacing, you know, Sean, or Or I wasn't taking Hunter, like. Yeah. And we couldn't have done it like that because, no. like, there's no replacing that guy. Yeah. You know? And, like, that would have been a lot of pressure. Like, you know, how do you – and uh, and I never felt that. Oh, man, I got a lot of big shoes to fill because I wasn't filling any sh- shoes. There was, it was they just were my you, own. Yeah. you going out there to be yeah. you. And, and it was... Sean's spot was still there when he was ready to come back. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I didn't take his spot. Mm-hmm. Like, I couldn't, you know? Yeah, yeah. Um, who was somebody in, in WCW – that you really enjoyed working with that we might not expect. Oh wow! I mean, I'm, wow. I'm sure the cruiserweights and everything, but like, who was somebody that it was like, you know what? He was actually great. 
For me personally, yeah. Lex Luger. Really? Yeah. What was it? What was it about Lex? Because he was over as fuck. Mm-hmm. He he. I, it was easy to work with. I could just like I just knew certain things were going to work with him. Mm-hmm. And uh, he was real. Like I got hurt. I broke my neck in there with him, but it was a total freak accident. Um, uh, he's just one of the safest guys I've ever been in the ring with. Yeah, actually, yeah. And the, and he was when I was having those Matt House show run with him and uh, singles, and then some. Six mans or tag, sometimes like him and Big Show would work with Scott, Kevin, and I on house shows. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it was great, man. Like sometimes the matches were short, but the people were they were going crazy. Yeah, yeah. And Lex Luger was like, he's probably in that group of people when he was like, he was one of the few like WCW, yeah. you know, good guys that they had left that could compete with you guys. Were you when you went to WCW? Was there an understanding that like, did you have a conversation of? Yeah, but I want to. I want to be perceived at a certain level because I mean, pretty quick you were in there. It's not like they were like you're going to be the NWO cruiserweight guy. You were working yeah. with the main event guys. Yes. Like, was that a conversation that you had, or was it just natural? It it just happened that way, and um, like I what I would have been happy to have a conversation about it if it was necessary. It just wasn't. <laughs> yeah. You know. Yeah. That was your intention from the beginning. Yeah. It's just luckily. Yeah. You guys were on the same page. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. That makes sense. Um, was there anybody who who didn't think you should be in that position? Like, was there anybody that like was like, Well, why am I working with him instead of working with like Hogan or Hall and yeah. Nash? There were people like yeah, that who didn't Nate. like it. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> Nate and Roddy. <laughs> For that six man we had. Like, yeah. Yeah, because you know, it was it was Nate's return. Right. You know, and I get it, man. Um Hulk Hogan in that match makes it a way bigger deal. Let's mm-hmm. be honest. Uh, but it wasn't going to happen. Right. And, um, and, uh, man, and I, and I just, I got, you know, people in my ear. Hey, they're trying to hold you down. They that don't want was... you in the match. Like they so want that... Hogan, not you. And uh, Oh man, that's when I started going like, okay. So that's know. where it came from. Yeah. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's, that's funny. I mean, you get it. It's they were right, right. But right. I was hungry, Sam. Like as hungry as a motherfucker's ever been in wrestling. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I also that's what I also feel like. And maybe that's why I like that Ric Flair match so much is because I felt like I could tell that you knew what the perception was. Yeah. And your whole goal was to just prove everybody wrong and like and, say, I'm and there not was all... never a moment. I didn't mean to cut you off. No, no. There, but like you. Could, Probably tell I wasn't intimidated out there. Didn't no, not for a minute. That's what I mean. It was like, no, this is my spot. Not yeah. only am I going to prove to you that this is the match I should be having, it's going to be the best match of the night. I don't know if it was, but I, it was probably pretty, pretty right. close. And that's probably what you wanted. Yeah. 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 And you didn't. Yeah. There was no sort of was. Was there any point in your career where you did have that? Like, like for instance, like maybe when they started X Factor. And it was like, okay, you're gonna lead your own stable. Yeah. Now. Was at that point was it like, oh, I haven't been in this position before. I don't know. I've been in a lot of stables, but not as the leader. Or is that really not how you think? No, I was I was happy to do it. Yeah. You know, like it was. Look, that faction it served its purpose well. Mm-hmm. You know, like we got, you know, that the, like. Like Prince Albert coming out of there, I was a monster, man. And like he picked up real quick. I don't know, was I was like might have been telling you about it before. Just yeah, he yeah, yeah. We soaked had con- it yeah. up like a sponge, yeah. man. He was just I've never 
I've never seen anybody as coachable and you know and pick things up that quick. Yeah. 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 And like he was, you know. Um, anyways, we we weren't the top act, but you could put us anywhere, you know. And you weren't supposed to be. Yeah. You're saying. Like yeah. it was. It was what it was intended yeah. to be. Sure. Yeah. And we were heels. We weren't trying to be baby faces. Right. And you know. And we got booze. <laughs> yeah, you did. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you did. Was there was there ever a period of time when when you were intimidated? Like, was there ever a spot you were put in where you were like, "Boy, I don't know." Oh, as far as that, not in being general, to, I thought you maybe you might be intimidated physically in the ring by somebody. Oh no, you were talking about. I, I wouldn't think the you task would be. at hand. Yeah, like like, am I capable of pulling this off? No, you were always good to go. Yeah, I like. I mean, I never thought I was the greatest talker in wrestling ever. Right, but like, I knew like people fucking hated me. Right, you know, as a villain, and I knew people knew yeah. I was pretty good. Yeah, and you know? as a hero, I mean, I would imagine that like you had no problem accepting that you were the underdog and that people wanted to see you squeak one out and like yeah. and like surprise exactly. everybody, shock the world, yeah. like you know. Um, why do you think Jerry Lynn? never got more opportunities than, like, WCW and WWE. Like, I know, like, of course he was, you know, Mr. J. Allen, WCW, and, like, he did go to WWE after ECW and have run the Cruiserweight title and everything. But, like, when you look at the stuff that you guys did in GWF, yeah, and you look at the stuff that he even did in ECW with Rob and Van ROH. Dam, and the stuff he did in he ROH. He was on top there. After. Yeah. Like, it's amazing that he was still going. One like, of the best I've ever been in a ring with, ever. So, yeah. I mean, he's amazing. Mm -hmm. No, like, think about that time period too. That he's still having these incredible, like, yeah, because he's like almost ten years older than me, dude. To like go from the GWF era to the ECW era yeah. to the Ring of Honor era, like nobody's got and competing on that, like that high of a level. Why do you yeah. think that that it didn't happen? Like, why don't you think maybe not main event, but even top mid card level for in WWE? He's just too nice, really. Yeah, didn't have enough asshole in him. So at that point you had to have that a little bit to get ahead. Yeah. yeah. Oh, some yeah. And he just sucked at politics. That's and and Wow. Yeah. So was it because people would like I mean it just I mean I, I wasn't around when sure. he was in WCW or I just from my personal like, yeah. knowing Jerry and just how he's just the sweetest guy in the world. And, and and when you are that way, do people like walk on at that time? People happen, would walk yeah. on you and take advantage of yeah, you. I and think go, so. Like, oh, he'll be around for whatever. Yeah, I see. Yeah. When did you start to get kind of a chip on your shoulder, or did you? I would assume that you I did because you had one. You always did. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Even back then, yeah, you know, when I was working with Jerry, yeah, I had a fucking. Even huge... in like GWF oh, days, yeah. you had a chip on your shoulder. Oh yeah, <laughs> that's awesome. I wanted to make sure like no one like it was very important, like especially like. In Minnesota, yeah, you know, living up in that city, and like, I was trying so hard to be a tough guy, like Road Warriors, and Rude, and really? all those guys bouncing. Like, I bounced a little bit in the club, like a couple clubs up there. I got in fucking fights all the time because you're such a baby face, like you yeah. had such like this like unassuming yeah. face. I'm just, but did yeah. people just like want to test you? I didn't run from it. Like, right. it, you know, I was, I was just, I was happy to do it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Cause I wanted people to think I was tough. Right. And the, yeah. And that's the thing. You, you had know? this look where it's like, look, yeah. I'm not going to show up and people are going to think I'm tough. I'm going to have to win some fights Yeah, or at least Stuff get like in some that. fights. Yeah. Like I don't have to win them all, I guess. Wow. So then 
did you walk in with that chip on your shoulder because you knew you were good or just because it was you knew you can handle yourself? That and just like you know you know what people think when they get a first glimpse on you yeah. or at you and so you you know, it's just all about like I'll show them. Right. You know? It's like yeah, it's like being that guy in jail yeah. who's gotta knock yeah. somebody out the first day so you know exactly. you know what it is. So when did you when did wrestling really click in for you to the point where you were like, yeah, I'm really good at this? Like, you know, I mean, everybody tells those stories even in the one, two, three kid days where they would put guys in the ring with you yeah. to test them out. And because, you know, you're going to have a good match with anybody. And then you're going to be able to tell whoever this guy was good. Yeah. This guy sucked. Looking back on it, like I like I would I would hate to be in that position now to know like, hey, like if I give a this or like a thumbs up or thumb down that the you know, decides whether a guy could beat his family or not. Fuck. Yeah. Well, you're 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 yeah. I guess you're a kinder-hearted <laughs> person now. You probably didn't even consider that then. No. And right. I never really like. I never. I don't remember ever going like this to anybody. It was just like they saw me have a match with certain people, and right. Maybe what that like. And it's not like you were the final word. Exactly. It was just they. Yeah. You know, they valued your opinion. Yeah. So when when did that start to happen? Where they were like, you knew you were good or the best. Yeah. And. Also, it was backed up by people around you. Yeah. When did that start? Like, I never thought I was the best, but I always thought I thought it was pretty fucking good. When did that? When did when did when did good come? Uh, or great, however you want to put it. Like, just yeah. or I great. always yeah, thought great. I belonged That's, there. You yeah, know? yeah, yeah. And you got to be. Yeah, and and I think great is fair. You got to be yeah. great. Yeah. To be on that level, anywhere you know, to be consistently in the WWE on that level, then yeah. go to WCW and still have you have to be great. So. Yeah. I think that that's fair. Yeah, knowing having friends in right places doesn't fucking do the trick. No, it'll yeah, get, it yeah. takes a lot more than that. Yeah, if friends in the right places will yeah. get you like one moment. Beefcake or like, <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah. So what? So at what point did did great happen for you? Um, in my you know like in that one two three kid time yeah. you know um. Matches like the the King of the Ring match with Owen and you know and then they give me the opportunity mm. with Brett and yeah you know so that's that's kind yeah. of when it was when it's like they lined up these opportunities yeah. for you and you knocked him out of the park yeah. and it's like oh, okay I'm that guy yeah yeah that's that's awesome do you feel like you know you talk about Brutus and it's like you know the being a quote unquote friend of Hogan has always had that yeah. connotation do you feel like because you were a friend of Sean and you know diesel and razor like did you do you feel like you had to prove that you weren't that you know that you weren't there because of nepotism or did you never people, thought about it you never even thought about nope. it nope <laughs> never crossed my mind because <laughs> i guess because it's like look what's going on in the ring yeah, like what do you exactly. why, why do you think it's i'm like, here come on yeah <laughs> yeah 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 i mean one thing if we're stinking the place up you know and yeah looking people are yeah but i don't know and i think too it's a different deal when like there's certain people who have friends that like, you know, not saying anything about anybody, but they want to have friends that are kind of below. And there are other uh, people that want to have friends where everybody's good, right? Yeah. It's a different like deal. I, I remember noticing I, somebody I was in a relationship with, I noticed that she, she always surrounded herself with uh -huh. people that were way lower than her on the look scale. Yep. Right? Yep. And she was the... Yeah, <laughs> the yeah. King shit of the fucking crew, right? Right, right. Or you like meet people who have like a, like a real small amount of fame, like real small, 
and they have everybody everybody around them just thinks like they're the shit and it's yeah. like yeah this isn't healthy dude like right. like this is this is you, how much do you need your ego stroke you know what i mean oh they need it yeah, yeah that's that yeah yeah <sighs> but i feel like you you guys like the click historically was like we didn't need anybody to it, put us like no that it was because everybody we were dude we we did enough of that ourselves to each other in the car <laughs> putting each, <laughs> putting other, each over. other over yeah <laughs> I, I i love scott hall's stories when i when he tells stories about walking into buildings and meeting people for the first time and telling them how to take his finisher yeah i'm like that's the tuck your chin <laughs> and he fucking told that to bubba right bully bubba dudley oh my god <laughs> and it's like so when he's doing stuff like that is he messing with them or is he being serious or kind of ribbon on the square maybe? Yeah. Yeah, that's what I figured. Yeah. So it's it's so funny cuz if it's going to bother you, it's going to bother you a lot. Yeah. Like those are the like he's either not going to bother you or it's going to drive you crazy. Yeah. <laughs> yep. <laughs> I guess that also had to be the way it had to be for you guys back in the day too, right? It was like that that's kind of was your sense of humor's. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Dark. Yeah. <laughs> but funny. I mean, yeah. sometimes funny, sometimes probably too dark, but oftentimes still. Sometimes both. Like, yeah. Yeah, it was dark, but still funny. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It can't exist, <laughs> yeah. right? They're not mutually exclusive. <laughs> so how long did you live in Mexico? Four years. And, I mean, did you learn how to speak Spanish? Did you feel like you were acclimated to the culture? Did you think you were going to stay there for even longer? Or was it just like, this is where I'm working, this is where I'm staying? I considered staying there. Like if if when W when okay when Hulk and Bischoff got hired by TNA and yeah. then they decided to bring you know Kevin Scott and then they called me like they hadn't called me I might still be in fucking Mexico. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Did you? Well, so when that did happen, I'm I'm glad you brought that up. Actually, I wouldn't have thought of it. The TNA thing when yeah. they moved to Mondays and kind of yeah and yeah they talked about wanting to start fire the first shot in a war like. I'm like, and so I told them this, and they did not want any fucking part of this, Sam. Mm -hmm. I'm like, if you really want to fucking start a war, uh, you, you, you know, give them a taste of their own medicine. Mm -hmm. you, we go and invade them. They didn't First want, day. Yeah, they didn't want any fucking part of that. TNA didn't. Well, I mean, that's probably why it never really That's why they didn't worked, fucking right? win. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, or even close. Like, yeah. It was like, it was like throwing stones yeah. at the at, at a tank you know what i mean mm -hmm. did so so did you think was there any point in that thing that you were like oh this might spark off and become something or did you kind of know like ah. the first week or whatever yeah. like we were hoping it was exciting that yeah. first week like yeah. it, wasn't that the first week that you had the the red cage match was that was the first week right where homicide was in it i don't remember jeff hardy came I, well, there was a cage match with, with RBD and Jeff Hardy, and Maybe. I knocked, I, poor, poor Rob, I knocked him out fucking cold, man. You did? Yeah, it was weird, because we we were in this cage, and Kevin and I are in this cage. Was it Scott in there, too? No, I think it was Kevin and I. And, like, we were supposed to get out of the cage and meet Jeff Hardy and RBD in the aisle mm -hmm. and fight with them, and fucking... No one else could get out of the cage because they couldn't fit through the row. And like, I had to go out there and kick Jeff and RVD's ass all by myself. 
And so I hit fucking Rob with a kick and knocked him out cold. And like, uh. he didn't even know what I was talking about when I apologized to him until like, like a week later. He goes, "Oh yeah, I, I didn't even know what you were talking about. Yeah, you knocked me out cold. I don't remember anything in the fucking match." Wow. Yeah. <laughs> but dude, like, he didn't give a fuck because he's, you know, he's thrown a few spuds in his life too, that's, right? That's what I've heard. That, that he likes to hit hard. Yeah, which yeah. is fine. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You never mind. Obviously, no. you never mind that. You come from Minnesota, right? Exactly. <laughs> you're, you're ready to go. Legendary tough guys <laughs> up where I'm from. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, do, is that, so do you, do you have a preference? Like, do you like, because Daniel Bryan's the same way. He said that he loves wrestling Sheamus because like, they hit hard. Yeah. It's snug. Feels good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is that, is that, your preferred style, or it just depends on the given scenario. If I'm healthy, that's a preferred. I like that. You like that? Yeah. 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 How come? I mean, okay, so like if I'm in just like some tag match on a show, or you know, but like if if we're having a real serious match, like I like it like that. I I just it makes it's easier to get into it. You know? I got gotcha. you. It's just like more authentic. Right, you're going to believe it's real because yeah. you feel it. Yeah. And then the audience is going to see that you believe it's real, and then they're going to feel and it. And there's also, like, for me personally, like, and I know it sounds kind of fucked up, but, like, there's a part of me that gets off on it. Really? Yeah. That likes the pain. That Does involved. it go back to Minnesota and being the tough guy who can handle I, I it? I think it goes further than that, yeah. if I had to guess. But, man, like, you know, the, like, you know, you see, like, a lot of the kendo stick stuff they're doing now. Like, mm-hmm. I was... Man, I had Zorro do that to me in Mexico. They tortured me, man. Like, they had me tied to the ropes, and we're like, they, I mean, anyways, it oh. fucked me up. Oh. Yeah. Um, I don't know how I got off on that Zorro subject, but. I mean, you're a tough guy. You're talking yeah, about being you know, tough, you know? Legendary. <laughs> yeah. And, <laughs> uh, oh, I just, if, I don't know. And, and also, like, it just, trying to fool people and just making them go oh this can't be fucking can't be a work how could this be a work because it's not yeah because <laughs> <laughs> it ain't is there stuff though that like i'm always really fascinated with the stuff the decisions people make and it's usually younger people you know because by the time you get older you realize not to do that but like the stuff that really hurts but doesn't look as good yeah so it's almost like why are you doing that like did you have to learn not to do that stuff or were you always able to avoid it oh some of it you don't realize it doesn't look good until you watch it back right <laughs> yeah that makes sense i don't know so <laughs> that makes but. sense um so now that the knee's fixed i saw you on the bump yeah dropping little hints about maybe wrestling again I have a few matches you got a few matches in you you think yeah a couple do you have any people in mind whether it's partners or opponents that you're like i'd really like to work with that person i uh, some stuff came up with uh, with with Escobar, yeah, yeah. Like he brought, like when he heard I was having, you know, talking about having a few more matches, he kind of chimed in and was like, "Hey," you and so I'm like, "Okay." Like that would be sick. Yeah, he's the shit. Yeah, he is. Did you see him? Uh, I think it was at the Halloween Havoc that they did, wearing raised tights from from '97. Uh, I don't know if I saw that, but he wore like the you know the the purple tights yeah. that Ray wore in the match with Eddie, the Phantom ones. Yes. It was, he didn't wear the shirt. He just oh. wore the he wore the tights. It was the tights though. It wasn't wow. like I talked to him about it. He said that he had to lose like a bunch of weight right before the match because because Ray sent them to him, and and yeah, he said that, like those were the legit pants, the tights 
from Halloween Havoc. And then he's and then he was like, I'll wash them before I send it back to you. And Ray was like, No, don't wash yeah, them, don't right. wash them. So now you know. Now those tights exist, and they have Ray and Escobar's DNA on them. I'll be damned. It's amazing, huh? It's fascinating. Sam. <laughs> yeah. We learn something every day. So Escobar is one is somebody yeah. that you'd like to yeah. you'd like to <clears throat> Sammy Zane. Yeah, he's putting the feelings. Put a little out. thing yeah. out there, you know, talking about how he Asked to wrestle me a couple of summer slams ago. Did you have any idea that that had happened? No, he didn't. He, like, he, yeah, that was the first I heard of that's it. That's awesome. That's awesome. Hey, I was, I was thinking just now. Uh, you know, you got your two Hall of Fame rings on. Yeah, which look awesome, by the way. That see, who could do that? <laughs> How different was the Hall of Fame this year? Wait, I'm so happy for you that you got that induction in person. And then you get to drive the Jeep in and everything. That was uh-huh. badass. But I'm so happy for you that you got to drive that you got to do the Hall of Fame in, uh induction in person. Because while it's it's amazing to be in the Hall of Fame yeah. and it's cool to have, you know, just gone in at all, I gotta imagine that it, it was nowhere near the same going in on the taped show with no audience. Oh yeah, it was crazy because like we were just like I would say something. I would like say the like what I was saying, and I go, let me do that again, and then I'd redo it, or <laughs> you know, just babble, ramble on. Like it was just, we were just throwing sound bites out there, and just yeah, you know, they made some like that was the end result. Like, yeah, when it was, it was just like a hodgepodge of a bunch of like sound bites. It was, a, it was, it was a, t- it was literally just, a, it was a TV show. Yeah, it was yeah. like a TV show that was edited yeah. together, and, and they were like, you got three minutes. <laughs> 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 I'm like, I, I'm probably gonna give you about a minute and a half of that back (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah sounds okay to you right (laughs) oh that's great man that's awesome um well look uh if you haven't already that's all you got i mean that's not all That's all you got for me that's not all i got i'm just trying not to monopolize uh every minute of your time by the way i was just about to say you got the original nwo shirt on yeah before they put the new world order yeah this is the this is the original Yep. I had to pay top dollar for it, but I got I, I yeah, I wanted the original and uh I got it. Does it boggle your mind now that uh like the NWO shirts are still like one of the hottest shirts in wrestling? No. People love it. Yeah. Well, because it's not like it's a it's a cool logo and it doesn't necessarily have to be a wrestling shirt. Right. Right? It's right. like it's just what new world order, like Yeah. You know, um, yeah, it's not like a picture of a wrestler on there yeah. or like something else that identifies it as wrestling. Black and white. Yeah. 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 So it's, simple. So simple. It's about the simplest thing I've like you, you could even imagine. Yeah. Did you ever uh speaking of black and white, when they started doing Wolfpack, like, yeah. you know, official like the red and black Wolfpack. Yeah. And you were like, Oh, it's it's like the cool members of the NWO, right? I mean yeah. Hall should have been in it, but it's like I mean eventually he was, but like when it's Nash and K Dog and all those guys yeah. Was there any part of you, even though that you were having tremendous success, obviously, that was like, oh, it'd be cool. Oh, uh, the Wolfpack's meat's gotten Kev. Well, no, I mean, I'm assuming <laughs> that you would. But was there any part of you that been like, oh, it would have been cool to wear the red and black? Or you didn't care? Sure. Yeah. I never thought of that. But, yeah. it, like, I, you know, if if I had never left, I could imagine the Wolfpack. Yeah. You, you know, know, because we, we shot that. We did that shit on our own. All of a sudden, we're just. Going on TV saying we're the Wolf Pack and like, right. nobody like okayed it or <laughs> yeah. you know it's just you could do shit like that man. yeah yeah you shoot your own angles like right under their noses and was it 
difficult to go back to WWE where you could not get away with as much? Or do no, you kind I of get like, away with it. You, even yeah, back when then, I came back, back here. You're still doing it. Yeah, well, only oh, because yeah. they just they just gave me free reign. Right, right. Not you, because I took it; they gave it to me. That's so interesting. Like you had kind of earned it. Yeah, I took it down there. Right, they gave it to me. That's here. so funny. Yeah, that's so funny. So, did anybody ask you, like, hey man, when you say your ass is grass and I'm gonna smoke it? Like, did you smoke ass? <laughs> I mean, it's a fucking figure of speech, dipshit. Yeah, it's a weed reference, not an yeah. ass reference. But was there anybody that was like, you can't be making like drug references like that? No I mean, one that, said a thing. Nobody. Yeah. Do you think they? Do you think they made a shirt on it? I know they did. <laughs> I know they did. Do you feel like it went over? There were there were people's heads that went over, or they just didn't care. They just didn't care. Yeah. Like, how could that go over your head? What the <laughs> fuck, man? Yeah, you were literally like, I'm going to smoke it. Yeah. Like, what else are we talking about? Your ass, ass <laughs> I'm going to smoke it. It'd be like that lawyer going like, what are you going to smoke? You're like, weed. Like, back to that deposition where he's like, oh, suck yeah, it, yeah, suck yeah. what? You're like, what do you think? Um, well, you're doing it all, man. Uh, by the way, this too. Talking about, like, current product stuff. Do you think... Because, like, obviously you're a big part of the Monday Night War. Uh, I feel like one of the things that made the Monday Night War so big was uh, people going back and forth. I hope that, like, we start seeing that again. I feel like that's what we're missing. With I mean, AEW's here. Who's going to show up this week? That's that what I mean. Like, yeah, I mean, everybody's locking people down to these contracts, which is good, I guess. But, like, man, I'd love to see, like... Talent yeah, you from know, over there, all this show up over hard, here, like and... from the company, like, like, uh, you know, uh, release this person because their guarantee is too high. Like, look, yeah, I know. Like, the the more people get paid in wrestling, like, it just seems like the more money everyone makes. Right. You know, like, fuck it, man, pay everyone. Yeah. And the, trust me, the bit like the. The money will just keep coming in. Like, yeah. 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 People will be happy to work yeah. for what they're making. Yeah. yeah. No, totally. Totally. Uh, Pro Wrestling for Life is your podcast now. I love Tic-Tac-Toe Hold. Yeah. It's my favorite new game show. Because um, I do it like, I mean, people, it's it's silly, but like, when you hear it, you play along. Yeah. Like you, I play every time I'm watching it. Like sometimes I'm like fast forwarding through the interview to get to take tactile uh-huh. because I want to see if I'm better than the person or whatever. But yeah, yeah, I love it. You can get it on uh, YouTube. Uh, oh, you know where else we're gonna be starting the fifteenth? Fight TV. You're gonna be on Fight TV. Yeah. I love Fight TV. Yeah, me too. That's awesome. That's yeah. a good spot for it too. Yeah, it's it's good. Yeah. Yeah, but you're not. Are you gonna? Is it gonna be for free? Or you're gonna have yeah, to pay it's free. For, oh my god. Yeah. Come on. Yeah, man. Yeah. Gatis. That's awesome. I love it. I love it. <laughs> Fight TV is great. Fight TV. I love the Fight TV and like the independent wrestling TV app. I love oh, that yeah, those yeah. things exist. Cause just the idea that like high spots, high spots. Yeah, yeah. That the whole world has access to these indie shows now. Yep. It like, it, it changes everything. Yeah. Well, look, man, I appreciate you, uh, hanging out here in the studio, seeing the not Sam studio for the first time. And, uh, and it's give a wonderful me your time. thing, Sam. It's a beautiful studio you have here. Well, I appreciate that, man. You're a wonderful thing. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> you got it. Thanks. Thanks for listening. Follow at NotSam on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, 
and YouTube. Rate, review, and subscribe. This has been Not Sam Wrestling. <laughs> <laughs>